Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hadley's Books. And I'm so happy to be back um, talking about books with you guys. It's been some time. Um, and so I, this is going to be the first episode of season three. Um, and just to get restarted, kick it off um, and everything, I'd been in a reading slump probably since the beginning of June all the way up to September. I hadn't been reading much. Um, I'd been really focused on work and everything, and work had finally kind of pushed me to my limits a little bit in September. Really been looking for a, a de-stressor from work. My anxiety was building up. My stress has been building up from work, and um, I'd just been going through a lot with work. Um, We've been going through this huge conversion that's finally kicking off this week. So, um, just a lot of things had been happening work-related. So, I hadn't really been able to uh, pick up a book and really enjoy it and appreciate it as much as I had in the past. So, and as much as I would have liked to. Um, So, I hadn't been reading much for the whole summer. uh, And I really been to my breaking point in September when I found I was like I need to pick up a book to I had been really finding um looking for ways to uh rewind to relax from work to detox from work and everything when I get home and um so I was like I'm gonna finally get back into reading and so the first book I picked up in mid-September was The House in the Gruen Sea so I'm gonna be talking about that that's from TJ Clune uh, the next book I'm going to be talking about was a book that I did um, way back in May. I read in May, um, and that was One Last Stop by Casey McQuestions. And another book I want to be talking to you about uh, in this episode is um, Alone in Plain Sight, and I actually listened to that on audio. Um and that's by Ben Higgins, who's a former Bachelor star. Um, so those are the three books that I want to discuss this episode. Next episode, I'm going to go over and discuss um, The Good Company and uh, by Cynthia Dememprix, I want to say. If I screwed that up, I apologize. Um, but The Good Company um, is another book that I want to discuss in the next episode, and also um, Sex and Vanity by Kevin Kwan, who's the author of the Crazy Rich Asian series. Um, So I'm going to discuss three books in this episode and two books in the next episode. Um, Maybe three books in the next episode, depending on if I get through my current read in enough time. But um, so that's how I want to lay this, the first two episodes out of this series. Um, I'm really excited to get back to talking to you guys because, like, this is talking about books, reading books, talking um, freely and openly and speaking what's on my mind has really been, like, a passion. I've really been, I really like it. I find it as a a relief, a relief, um, enjoyable talking about stuff that I know, um, talking about stuff that I find interesting and compelling and captivating, um, 
I love that being able to do this at the comfort in the comfort of my own home and everything. Like I love being able to to kind of bring my thoughts to you guys and everything. So um the first book I want to discuss uh with you is One Last Stop and I read this uh by Casey McQuestions and Casey McQuestions is the author of uh Red White and Royal Red, White and Royal Blue and I believe I discussed this with you in the last uh couple episodes uh, way back in May. Um that was her debut novel, Red, White and Royal Blue and I really liked that. So I was like, hmm uh, that was definitely a five stars for me, Red, White, and Royal Blue. So, I was really compelled and really intrigued to pick up this latest read, and this is One Last Stop. And Case of Questions has this ability, uh, or has this, um, all of her books are kind of based in the LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus community. And so, I really find that interesting. I don't read a lot of books um, in that era or in that realm. So, uh, they really talk about that. So, I really find she has a really good way um, of writing about that stuff. So, um, this follows two girls. One's August and one's Jane. And... August uh, kind of grew up in North Carolina or somewhere down south with her mother. And her mother's brother was killed when her mother was uh, young. And she he either died or, or killed or something. And so her mother set out all of her adult life to investigate the death of her brother. And so... August had been living in this world of investigating her uncle's death and everything. And so at the age of 24, she was like, I'm done. I can't take this anymore. So I'm going to leave. Leave. I, she enrolled in NYC and uh, NYU and she moved to New York. While in New York, her first day of classes, she takes the Q train to her first class and she... While on the train, she meets this girl named Jane, and she's really intrigued by her right off the bat. She's really cute. She develops this crush on her. She realizes that Jane is really popular uh, on the train. Everyone seems to know her. Um, she's really just really compelled and really pulled towards her for some reason. And long story short, August realizes that Jane is actually trapped on this train. No matter what she does, um, she can't seem to get off this train. Jane can't seem to get off this train. Uh, every time August is on the train, Jane's on the train, and everything like that. She just can't seem to... Well, you know, they, they soon realize that Jane is actually trapped on this train. That Jane actually became trapped on this train way back in the 80s or 90s. Um, and so, August kind of sets out on this mission to get her untrapped, to figure out what actually trapped Jane in the first place, and how to get her untrapped. While on this journey, she, you know, pulls in her roommates to investigate, to help her, and there's this one scene, and it's really funny, 
I really, I don't think it's really, like, meant to be really hilarious, but I find it really funny because it reminds me of an episode, the Halloween episode of Sweet Life of Zach Cody, where, um, where Esteban, where, like, they're trying to get the haunted suite in the Tipton Hotel. They're trying to, like, get the ghost to come alive, almost. Try to, like, talk to the ghost in room 613. So Esteban uh, performs this ceremony. And, like, strange things start happening. Like, the table starts shaking. And people start disappearing. And it all turned out to be, like, a joke um, that they're trying to pull. This prank that they're trying to pull on either Zach or Cody or someone. And it's really funny in the end of everything and so in the book they um one of the roommates that august's roommate is a psychic so he tries to perform the ceremony of talking trying because they're trying to see whether jane is trapped in like a time lapse whether she or like whether she's like somewhere between life and death whether she's a ghost or not and so they're trying to perform the ceremony in the order to talk to Jane as, like, the ghost. And obviously it doesn't work because Jane is not a ghost. Um, they realize that Jane is not a ghost. But just a series of events that happen in this one scene remind me so much of the scene in The Sweet Lives at Cody that I just couldn't stop laughing through this whole thing. Um, I don't know if, like, that was her attempt um, at recreating it, but... It, it's kind of really funny. And it, in the long run, you know, August needs to come to, uh, you know, this conclusion to herself, whether or not, you know, she's going through all this work to get Jane untrapped. But she soon needs to realize that, okay, what happens if she does get untrapped? Is August going to be okay with the fact that Jane might disappear forever. Or. And. Like she's going to lose her forever. Because she really developed. this These feelings. And uh, soon this relationship with Jane. Uh, with Jane. And so August needs to come to the conclusion. And this. She needs to be okay with the fact that she might lose. Jane forever. If she actually figures out how to get her untrapped. So the way that like the relationship builds in this book. The connection between the past and the present. And everything. It's just really, really good. Really compelling. The twist and turns that Casey McQuestions is able to do. To keep the reader intrigued. Keep the reader compelled. Is really, really good. Um, like... The way that she's able to write about the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community is really intriguing, really fascinating. Really love reading um, about that community and everything. So um, this book is really full with um, drama, with love, with acceptance, with everything. Um, paranormal stuff, I would say. A, a snag with that um not paranormal but like the time lapse kind of situation um not paranormal at all but like the time lapse and everything um 
but yeah, I really, really enjoyed the book. Um, I would give it five stars, 100%. Uh, Casey has another book coming out soon. Um, once I learn more about that, I will tell you more about that, but I'm very much intrigued to get that one. Really compelled to get that one on pre-order as fast as possible. Um, and then the next book I want to discuss with you uh, after the short break is called um, Alone in Plain Sight. And that's by uh, Ben Higgins. So um, after this short commercial break, I will talk about that book. Alright, welcome back. In the next book I'm going to be talking to you about is um, Alone in Plain Sight by uh, the former bachelor Ben Higgins. And I was kind of on the um, defense on how to really read this, um, whether or not I really wanted to read this book or not. Um, I understand, you know, people's perception about The Bachelor and Bachelorettes, uh, that show, that franchise, and how, you know, people just want to go on that show to become famous, and that's the easiest way to become famous, and everything like that. Um, but the premise of that show, the beginning premise of that show was to go on there and find love, to go on to a reality show and find love. And it really started as that, um, until I would say about after Ben Higgins' season, when social media really took form and really took the presidents in that franchise and kind of shot these people to fame instantly. And so, and it kind of took more away from the love aspect and kind of took into whether people were there for the right reasons or the wrong reasons and everything, um, whether they were actually on the show to find love or whether they were on the show for fame. But uh, beside that point, so I wasn't really, I mean, I really love the whole franchise. I love it. I find it intriguing. I find it compelling. Um, I follow most of the people on Instagram. Um, I mean, I find people intriguing. I find people, I love learning about people's lives. I love learning about people in general. Um, following people on Instagram. Um, so, like, I take that book, I take the show as it is. I mean, if it if there's a beautiful love story in it, then that's awesome. Um, but if, but in the, but if, in the long run, just you learn about amazing people's stories, and you know you find out about these amazing people, um, and you learn about these awesome people, um, and if that's the only thing that you take away from the show, then then that's also good. But um, you know, the last few seasons there have been some awesome love stories that have come out of it so anyway that's kind of like my thoughts on the whole bachelor franchise but before social media came into play it was truly a show of the love stories and the last season that was truly like 
before social media was uh, Ben Higgins series, uh, the Ben Higgins season. And um, he's kind of like the, when everybody thinks about the Bachelor Nation, everyone thinks about this guy. He's such a down, uh, he's one of like the most down to earth uh, figures in Bachelor Nation. He's really intriguing, really deep, um, really nice. Like, I don't know. He's just really a really good face for the franchise in general. Um, kind of cute looking. You know, I don't know. He's just the all-American person to put on the face of the Bachelor Nation. Um, his season was really good. He wound up proposing to somebody uh and they were together for up, up to two years close to two years they they broke up but it wasn't a nasty breakup it was just like a just a breakup and they both wished each other well and they're both in happy relationships now so um it was like the worst it's like the last really good true season of it, and then ever since then, it's been come social media fanatics and just everything wrong there for the wrong reasons and everything. So, I figured when I learned that Ben Higgins had written a book, um, I was really intrigued by that because he was such one of those like real people that came out of the franchise. Seems really real. He was really faith based. Um, faith-based, family-based, everything. So learning um, in this book, I listened to it actually on Audible, and he narrates the book on in the audio version. And so listening to Ben Higgins read you a book is probably one of the best things that's ever come out of the Bachelor Nation franchise. Outside, like, outside everything, like Ben Higgins reading you a book is just awesome. Um, I could listen to his voice pretty much all day. So, um, so he talks about his family. Um, one thing that I did not know, maybe he talked about it in his season, but, um, about how his father has really come, um, close to death about like four times in Ben's life and one of the first times he came his father came close to death was even before Ben was born when Ben's mother was pregnant with him and the, and his father was diagnosed with like stage four cancer and um like Ben Higgins mom and their dad were and his dad were in the hospital at the same time and it was um a really scary time for both of them and just talk and then he came close with you know relapses and everything different different other obstacles Ben's dad has come close to death about you know three other times during Ben's life and just talking about how how Ben is the only child uh, kind of got through that uh, through those difficult times and how he relied on faith and God and his parents 
his family and his family and friends to get him through those difficult times. Um, and he talks about meeting different people along the way in his childhood and his his family and his friends. And he talks about, you know, how the opportunities that came out of the franchise, like going on the show, deciding to go on the show. He talks about deciding to go on the show throughout the whole process of the show, meeting Lauren, getting engaged to Lauren, breaking breaking up with Lauren, how that really how that relationship was really real for them. It wasn't just something for show. It was a really real relationship for him and how he really tried to make it work. Um and, you know, he talks about how, you know, back how like this show how people really don't take like relationships kind of real from the show but like how you know he um he really took his relationship really seriously and how things just don't work out and you know she he wishes you know lauren the best and everything but he also talks about um what came out of the franchise and the way he was able to meet all these different people because of the franchise um, he talks about this kid who has this condition that, like, I don't know, um, you know, kind of puts him, he talks about meeting this kid who has this condition that kind of puts him in the hospital for long periods of time, and how he, this kid had, um, Make-A-Wish, the Make-A-Wish Foundation reach out to him, and one of the Make-A-Wish things, um, his wish, this kid's wish was to meet Ben. Higgins, and Ben was like, well, I'm not really that famous, like, I don't understand, like, why this kid would want to meet me, but the impact that this kid had on meeting Ben Higgins and everything and the connection that they have now um, is really impactful in Ben's life and in this kid's life, and you know, and if it wasn't for the show, this kid would never have come into Ben's life and never had would have made the impact that he did on, on Ben. And it really made Ben have a different outlook on life as well. And um, I know, I think that... And then, you know, he talks about meeting his current love interest, like his current fiancé and everything. And he, he just talks about life in general and um, the lessons he's learned, the mistakes he's made, the ups and downs uh, all through his life. And, you know, he's probably in his early 30s now. And people are like, why do people write books about their lives, even though you're only 30 or in your early 30s? But you can live a lot of life in that short amount of time and to write it all down and to share that with people can really make an impact in people's life and no matter not ben is a reality tv star or not he's a person he's a human being who's lived who's lived life with mistakes struggles everything that he felt 
willing to share with the rest of the world in order to maybe connect with the rest of the world, to connect with a reader, and to show, you know, he got through those terrible times. He's got through those struggles. He's come out on the other side of those struggles. So maybe by sharing his stories, he can help somebody else that's going through a struggle get through their difficult times. And I think that that's really the premise of the book that he really wants to share. That, you know, with the help of his faith, his religion, with God, with his family and friends, he was able to get through those difficult times. So maybe by sharing his struggles in his short 33 years of life or whatever it may be, he's not, like, he can be able to help somebody else get through those same struggles um, and come out on the other side and be a better person for it like he has um so i feel like people don't take people from reality tv seriously but i believe that they're literally just like the rest of us that are trying to get through life that have that have had the the ups and downs and that should be given real credit just because they go on reality tv doesn't mean that they're trash doesn't mean that they're not worth um, the attention, or anything like that, because I feel like everybody has a story, and everybody should have the ability to share their stories, and that might be, you know, their people's way of sharing their stories might be going on reality TV and sharing their stories. Like, this past, or two seasons ago, um, there was this season of The Bachelorette where um Tasha it was Claire and Tasha's season and the stories that came out of that season really made an impact on um the world and Zach's story of of addiction and everything had really made an impact on the outside world and if his sister hadn't been able, you know, willing to sign her brother up for this reality TV show, the question would, would we have ever met him? Would we have ever known his story? And would his story ever be able to reach out to the public and made such an impact as it has and been able to help so many other people? Um, and so, you know, people take stars of reality TV and they downgrade them. To nothing. They just want fame. They just want fortune. But maybe they just want their story told. Maybe they just want to have some fun. In the process. Maybe they just want to find love. And if it works out. If it works out. If it doesn't. It doesn't. But I think everybody has a story to tell. And they're willing. And everybody should have a chance to be able to tell it. No matter which way they do it. Um, And so that's why. I read or I listened to Ben Higgins' book because, yes, I learned a, you know, a snippet of his life on the show, but reading that book and the way that he told it um, was really impactful and really intriguing and uh, really heartwarming in a way as well. So... 
Um, yeah, and I want to, you know, read more books like that. Learn more about people in this world. Listen to other people's stories. Um, because that might be able to help me get through some difficult times in my future and my life. So, um, yeah. So, there you have it. Um, those are the two books. And I would probably rate, um, Ben Higgins' book probably a four out of five. Maybe a five out of five. Uh, because, I mean, that's his story. Um, that's his life. The way that he told it was beautiful. Um. So, I mean, I think all, um, all biographies, autobiographies should be given, like, a five out of five because, I mean, it's a person's life that they're willing to share their ups and downs, their struggles, and it's not my, you know, job to downgrade their experiences, and I feel like I was able to be intrigued and compelled by their by his story all the way through. So yeah, five out of five. I would give both of those books five out of five. Um so yeah, so there you have it. And I hope to put a new podcast by the end of this week and I will make sure of it. Um this week is gonna be a little crazy, a little hectic, uh with the conversion at work, with work in general. Uh, work has just been nuts. <clears throat> and honestly, it's not even work that I find interesting anymore. So, um, it's just really been a struggle to get through it sometimes. Um, so, it's going to be a real struggle to get through the next week and a half, I'd say. But, uh, you know, hopefully with books, it'll help me. Uh, <laughs> So, there you have it. Um, Also, the new season of The Bachelorette is starting on Tuesday. So, that's another thing to add to my list this week, is to watch that. That starts at 8, 7 Central on Tuesday, ABC. So, remember to watch that. Um, Another thing is Dancing with Stars is currently still running. That's on Mondays, 8, 7 Central on ABC as well really been compelled to what really really stuck on dancing with stars this season um i'm rooting for well i was rooting for matt but he got kicked off last week so um the biggest ones i would say is jojo siwa and cody rigsby now are my two top picks to win it all now there's a theory going around there and I think it's a theory through Bachelor Nation, honestly, is that the only reason why Matt James got kicked off Dancing with Stars last week was because Michelle's season of da- of Bachelorette is starting this week. And they couldn't have Matt James still competing on Dancing with the Stars the same time as Michelle is finding love on The Bachelorette. So, I think that that might be actually true because, I mean, the Bachelor producers have done sneakier things in the past. So, teaming up with Dancing with Stars producers to get Matt James kicked off this week or last week and blame it on Len, it, I wouldn't put it past him. 
I really want to. They, you know, try to blame everything on somebody else. So, um, so anyway, Matt James is not on Dancing with the Stars anymore. Unfortunately, I think he was good. I think he was progressing, but whatever. It is what it is. Now we have, we still have JoJo Siwa and Matt and Cody Rigsby to vote for. So we still have hope, people. And then also the Bachelorette is starting this week. So, and the big conversion at work. So I'll be crazy this week doing everything. I can't wait for this week and a half to be over. Um, so I can just relax and watch Dancing with, uh, watch Dancing with Stars and The Bachelorette in peace. That'd be great. Um, but there you have it. I hope everybody has a great week. And, yeah. and remember, the best leaders are readers. Have a good one. Bye.